Good morning. We have two readings. We can start from Book of Romans, chapter 5, please. And we start from verse 12. And we're going to talk about the first Adam and the last Adam. The first man and the second man. Verse 12, Romans 5, Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the likeness of Adam's transgressions, who is the figure of him that was to come. Some translation says, who is the type of him that was to come. And second reading from 1 Corinthians 15. And start from verse 45. And so, 1 Corinthians 15, 45 And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made in living soul. The last Adam was made in quickening spirit. Howbeit, that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward, the which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now, This I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. May the Lord bless his word. It is not a preaching, it is not a teaching, but as I'm bringing you some thoughts, sharing with you some thoughts I have in my heart. I love the the range of ages in our assembly. It's so beautiful. We have from children to grand-grandparents and great-grandparents. And that's really, the word of God can really be beneficial to all these ages. Sometimes we think that we read enough or heard enough. But that's the beauty of the word of God. It is new every day. I, I think there's some people, they lived long here. They heard all the preaching they can imagine. The Bible study they can imagine. 
it just means we're going to stop there? No, the word of God brings new things for us every day. How many times we read the same chapter every day? And we can get something different than the time before. And this is why we call it the word of God. It's so rich that it is like ocean. You can go and pick up from it and never ends. The word of God, it is, has the character of God. And I really, I want to emphasize in this, it is written by the Spirit of God and has the character of God. And as God is his word. It is deep. And it is teaching us every day something new. Some, and I want to bring this, I call it truth. The truth about the first Adam and the last Adam. And as we said, the first Adam is a type of the last Adam. But we can't say, as the word of God mentioned, that we can't say first Adam and second Adam. And we come to know why we can't say second Adam. But we can say first man and second man. And that's very important, that when we study the word of God, we know exactly the terms of the word of God. Simplicity in Christian life is so beautiful. And we're being asked to live in a simple way. But the wisdom, it is important that we can use the terms that the word of God telling us because it has a meaning. The, nothing in the word of God has been written just in a way to fill in the gap. No. It is God's written word, and it is with all wisdom it's been written to us. And that's what I want to get your attention, that if we study the word of God, it, we can see it, and we go and meditate on it, we'll find new things every day and every time. Any book, any course, you get tired of repeating it. Even if you want to go to school, you study and say, oh, I got this, I can't take it anymore. You read the book, maybe you love it so much that you can still read it once again or twice. But you can't keep reading the same book all your life. The only book, it is the word of God. And to understand the word of God, we have to have the spirit of God. And that, as I said, it, I'm, I'm sharing some thoughts that it help us, old and young, to just look at the Christian life in a different way. It is not a life that I trusted the Lord, I got saved, I am in way to heaven. It is guaranteed, as we say, it is secure because it doesn't depend on us. This is not the whole story. The whole story is just to know the truth. Last week, I enjoyed the minister, ministry of Brother Sam about worshiping in spirit and in truth. And he explained to us that how we have the right worship 
that can be acceptable by the Father. It has to be with two elements in it. But the truth is going to stay for every part of our lives. I'm going to emphasize on one side of Brother Sam's what he said, worship in spirit and truth. To worship in spirit, we explained this last, but the truth, it's not only for worship. If you understand the truth, it is controlling and it is basis of all your conduct in your life. Do you know the truth is the one we built on it all our Christian life. And some people, Brother Bruce Collin, a couple of weeks, few weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, he spoke about doctrine in the word of God. And he said, this something is being neglected because give us fast food. We can't really sit on a table. It is not time to sit on a table and have a good meal, even in our lives. Don't give me a book. Give me a video. Give me a, a CD. Let me listen. How can we survive spiritually? By having fast food, listening from somebody, not coming to the source of the truth in the word of God. And that's what I see in every teaching. There is truth in it. The good truth here we're talking about, the truth of Adam is a type of the last Adam. Adam who started the race of humankind, it is a type of the Lord Jesus, the last Adam, who started the whole creation. And we're going to see the comparison between the first Adam and the last Adam. But I want to get also one point about the book of Genesis, which there's Adam started there. It is a marvelous book. It is the key, the book of Genesis, the key for understanding God's plan, God's mind, how he started it. And I understand that God doesn't start things and stop there. He finished things. He started and he finished it. He started with Adam and he finished it with the Lord Jesus. Some people, they say, Adam wasn't the first man to be created. Oh, Adam wasn't created on the image of God. That's happened that through evolution that came in. No. Because God doesn't have time. He's out of the time. I am in time. I have a past. I have present and future. God doesn't. So God can see everything before his eyes. So when he created Adam, he knew there is a last Adam. So we, actually, the Lord Jesus himself, he proved himself being in flesh, coming to save us. That's in itself proof for the creation. 
Otherwise, Paul wouldn't say that he was a type, was a figure of the last Adam. And as we see it exactly how Adam was created or how his life began, we can compare it with how the last Adam, or Lord Jesus Christ, his life began. One more thing about word of God. We are so rich, by the way. We are so rich. I'm telling you, with all the trouble in the world, with all the bad economy, with all the poverty we have around the world, we are the richest people. Do you know why? Because it happened that the word of God dwells in us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. Christ in you, in you, the hope of glory. Do you see God's head, triune God, dwelling in a man? And the word of God dwelling in, in what? In clay, vessel of clay. That's what we are. It is treasure. Are we rich or not? We are so rich that can have to contain all of this. And that's because of the last Adam. Here's the truth that we should base our life on it. It is not just happened. Do you know people, they say, and I always, always like to give you an illustration about what's going on outside. God, people, they make their own gods. Really, they make their own gods. Because they don't want to submit to the revelation that God gave to man. They want to make their own. I'll give you an example. Muslims, and always, uh, because this is really amazing, amazing. If they want to kill you, they will say, our God said that. So, here it is. They make it, whatever they want to do, they put it in God and make God wants this way. But did they submit to what God revealed to man and say, that's me, that's I am God. You just can't you know me the way I am revealing myself to you? No. We want to have our own God. Because this is our thoughts. As long as we are occupied by ourselves, our thoughts, that's what. And do you know something? Even in explaining the word of God, if the man or any believer or anyone write a book explaining, teaching the word of God by his own thoughts, a danger there. You want to know God? You want to know the truth? Have the spirit of God because the natural man cannot understand the spiritual things. That's what we see. Natural man and heavenly man. So unless we change from 
state to state, and you ask, how can I know the truth? Every church saying this, every teacher saying this, where is the right truth? Simple, very simple. If you seek in the truth, you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the one who writes, the one who wrote the word of God. And this spirit will bring you to the mind of God. Let's have the mind of God. Philippians 2. We need to have the mind of God. Like Jesus. Did he have a communion with the Father? Yes. He humbled himself. And if we don't have the same likeness, we cannot know the truth. You say, so many books. Okay. Also simple. To know which book is right, which book is not. There is godly people have many commentaries and many books for us to understand. I'm not saying you don't search, you don't look. Read. Read. There's godly people. But do you know which is right, which, which is wrong? If your state is in flesh, you will choose what appeals to the flesh. If your state inside and in mind is above yourself, is seeking his glory, seeking his mind, what we call it discernment. You discern where is the truth. It is simple. It is easy. We go around and around because it is our own efforts. But if it, he take over, and that's need to be exercised, to be taken seriously, that you let the Holy Spirit teach you, train you, to discern between something wrong and something right. It is living. It is living. We can't have it season. Today, I'm going to look for something and then appeal to me, oh, because I am, my level is high. It's, a, oh, it's beautiful. And then when my level down, I, oh, no, I don't think this is right. I don't agree with you. I don't agree with what it says here. Brother and sister, the truth doesn't change. We, we changed because from up, upside down, up and down, up and down, truth will stay the same. You want to see it the way God written it? See it with his eyes, with the Holy Spirit. Man got all the dominion in Adam. Adam was created innocent. The first Adam created innocent, no sin, to rule over the earth. He has communion with God. And then he allowed the judgment and condemnation and sin to come by his disobedience. Ahead of a race, 
sinned against God. And with him, we all have sinned and were brought under judgment. It was good beginning. Actually, his state of purity and his innocence and righteousness didn't stay on his own. It reflects his dealing with all the creation around him. And he was good. And God, so everything is good. Then his righteousness and his dealing was great when he has his own wife. So he displayed this life with his wife, with the creation animals around him. And the state was so beautiful. And he enjoyed communion with God. Till the day he dishonored God by questioning his truth that God said and I or somebody said to me and I will follow what I heard from somebody else and then instead of taking the order and live by it from the Lord he listened How many times we do the same? We are so trusting the Lord. We love the life with the Lord. He blessing us. We enjoy the fellowship with him. And then a teaching comes in contrary of the truth. And we have him still. And then we suffer. Disobedience. Let Adam lose all the privileges and fellowship with God. Let's look at the last Adam. Last Adam was born sinless, lived without sin, and displayed all the righteousness amongst us. Glorified the Father, lived sinless life. In the garden of Eden, there is display of disobedience. We take the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, the last Adam, and we take it all the way to the garden when he was pleading with the Father. And we display what? Obedience. Perfect obedience. And there he said, it is not my will, but your will will be done. Here is Adam disobey, the last, first Adam, the last Adam obeyed. He was tested and failed. First Adam tested and failed. And we see our Lord Jesus in Matthew 4 been tested and came out victorious. Every step Adam failed or displayed, the Lord lifted. And as God's looking at, he said, it is not the end. It is not the end. Wait, there is a last Adam 
can put things in order and perfect for you. With Adam, we became under judgment, all of us. The Lord Jesus went to the cross, paid the price, and there he restored us back. In John chapter 1, the law of Moses was given, or by Moses was given, but grace and truth by the Lord Jesus only. You see, grace and truth, it is both. A truth is a companion to the grace, to the spirit, to worship. It is always the truth there. He is the truth, and he brought the truth. And we need to hold on the truth. Don't be shy that you search for the truth Say, no, 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 I am simple. I'm not getting into this stuff. These are too complicated. It is the key for our spiritual life. It is the key. If we don't have the key, which open every door and have answer for every question, it is the truth. And he restored us. We got out of garden. But we came to paradise. We can get into paradise with two ways, of course. If we asleep, as in First Corinthians 15 we read, we'll be with him. If he comes, he will rapture us and we'll be with him. From earthly paradise, garden, to heavenly. That's our last Adam. Adam was the head of his race. With Adam, everybody came through him. So when you talk, we said, we are the sons of Adam's. Adam. The same thing, the Lord is the head of the church. It is, the church is not earthly. Can you see the church? Where is the church? Church is universal. All the believers, the body of Christ. You can't continue, you can't see it, but he is the head of all this. People are redeemed by him. He is the head of the church. He is the head of the assembly. And he is ruling. Now, while he is in heaven, ruling only over the church, don't forget that. He's the head. He's supposed to move us, not anybody else, not another head. If we call somebody the head of the church, that's insulting to him. How many churches around and say, oh, the head of the Catholic, the head of the Orthodox, the head of so and so. Heads. How can, how can he rule and direct the assembly if there's another head? He's jealous God. He paid the price for the church. Who deserve? Who deserve to rule? Who deserve to take the place in the assembly as head? Not anybody. 
And I wouldn't dare even to say, I can run things for him. He left the Holy Spirit to run the things for him. But is he going to be enough to rule while he is in heaven? No. The time will come. The time will come. And those who love, who love the, his appearance, when he appeared before the whole world at the end of the reparation, and he will rule physically, and every eyes will see him. He's going to restore what Adam and the first Adam lost. And do you know something? Even today, Shekinah glory been lost because of Adam. But who restored the glory of God and the Father? The Lord Jesus, the last Adam. On the cross, he showed God's righteousness. And he showed God's mercy. He reconciled us. He brought us back. Not to all the relationship, but we became part of this fellowship with the Father and the Son by the Holy Spirit. How wonderful that he came not to return us to status that had been lost, but he took us, took us above all what Adam can offer even if even he didn't sin. That's the last Adam. Many things we have to talk about, but comes from us, from our intelligence, from our uh, own thoughts, our philosophy. But how wonderful it is when we give up all the philosophy of man and we stick to the simple facts, the simple truth about the word of God and the Lord Jesus. Now I just want to say why we say first Adam and last Adam. Because there is no other Adam can give any race. Only two races. Earthly race and heavenly race. Nothing more, nothing less. He will change the earthly race if you are getting to be born again by him. First creation bring you to the earthly thing. New creation brings you to heavenly race. We are heavenly. Belongs to last Adam. No more. Anybody can do anything. You come and say, so what is the story of the first man and the second man? Yes, because there is many men around. And there is another man coming at the end of the ages called the man of sin. And that's when he has his way against God.
and against everything just related to God. And he wants to make himself God for people to worship him and listen to him. And that's the beast, the man of sin. And that's coming later at the end, in the middle of the tribulation time. We go back for the last few minutes and I want to make connection between this truth and worship in truth. Any, anything in the word of God, it is based on exactly what it means. Spirit, I would just elaborate for this because I loved what my brother talked about worship last week. I want, you cannot, you cannot, and I would repeat, you cannot worship by flesh. And I want to emphasize this. When you say in spirit means it is not in flesh. And I will elaborate about the music and the dancing and whatever it is. It's appealing to flesh. Appealing to the flesh. And flesh has no... Flesh represents the giants in the old days. And, and, and God hated these giants that ruined his way and tried to resist his way. Flesh has no place in the presence of God. This is the worst enemy. And when we bring the worship in flesh, it's not acceptable to God. That's why it has to be in spirit. And in spirit, still I'm reminding you, it is S, small s, not the Holy Spirit. It is your spirit. You need to worship with your spirit. And based on the truth, one of the truth, that's what <clears throat> we talked about. Another truth, that we are based on his redemption. We are here believing in him, and we can't worship unless we are saved. It is for the people we are saved. So based on this truth, you have to have your spirit. How can your spirit bring worship to the Lord? By letting his spirit to lead my spirit. Here's the communication. His spirit wouldn't communicate with our flesh. The Holy Spirit is God. doesn't deal with the flesh. So now we need to communicate with the Holy Spirit. I cannot offer anything pleasing to God except what God brings me to in my heart to him. Even the work, even the work we have he created in us. To work for his pleasure. So the same things he will have, the object is his son. The Holy Spirit will lead our spirit to worship. And do you know, I want to add that the Holy Spirit is sufficient, is sufficient. Without man's tools, without man's instrument to bring true worship to God. Because God doesn't need little of our made, handmade, to, as you said, as we preach, in salvation. That salvation is complete because he provided it. Believe me, the worship should be complete because he provided to us, not ourselves. You come, I come, has nothing to do with what I'm going to offer. I don't know. 
I am, I am ready for being used by the Holy Spirit. My status during the week has to bring me to the state that I am ready to be used to offer by the Holy Spirit to God to glorify the Son. So, do I need to prepare for worship? Prepare my heart. Do I need to prepare something for worship? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because we don't know what the Holy Spirit will talk about. We don't know what he's going to lead us for. And he doesn't deal individually in worship. Worship individually, that's in my home during the week. But when we come, this is corporate worship. That's the body of Christ. And we don't, we don't speak about us as individuals. We speak as in behalf of the assembly. So we don't know till we come before him what the Holy Spirit will let us know. What he's going to lead us to. So we should come prepared by heart, but we are open to be used by a song, by a prayer, by a word, by scripture. In the moment. In the moment. And that needs to be submitted completely to him to use us as the Lord lived and be led by spirit completely for his Father's glory. So I will close with this, that we are all born from Adam and we all destined to judgment. But if we are born in last Adam, we've been created new, we're going to be destined the heavenly place because he is heavenly and that's what he is we have to transfer from a race to another race now what can we do are we out of flesh no we're going to stay having this flesh we inherited flesh of sin but remember in the book of songs say I am dark but beauty, or beautiful. Dark and beautiful, that's the church. Dark and beautiful. Beautiful because of the new race. Because of him. He gave us his beauty. But we are dark. We are subject to sin. Subject to pain. Subject to suffering. But the time will come as we read in Revelation 21. He will make everything new. Heaven and earth. And in chapter 22, he will wipe up all our tears. Take it away completely. That's because he is the last Adam. That changed the whole thing. And God looks from above. No time but see Adam failed. And see his son, the Lord Jesus, the last Adam. Victorious. Fulfilled his plan. Brought so many to him, that we can be in the Father's house at the end of the ages. Be glory to him. Let's pray. <clears throat> Blessed God, our Father, we thank you for the truth in your word. Help us to understand what you want to tell us and give us desire to know your will toward us. We thank you for our Lord Jesus, the last Adam, the one who restored the glory to you the one who brought us nigh to you, 
the one who gave us the privilege that we be in your presence. Glory to him. We give you thanks in his matchless name. Amen.